there's this image of a cartoon guy and in the middle is like a pot of gold. And then there's two guys, one on the left side and one on the right side, they're both digging. One of the guy that's digging, he's like, you know, is so close. You know, you just see the like little inch that he's about to get before he gets to the pot of gold, but he's walking away and he's given up. Yeah. And then the other guy is the one that keeps chipping away. That is the other thing that I think about whenever I think about giving up, I'm like, God, but you could just be the inch away from yeah. your next big client, the next big win, you know, the, the thing that's gonna put you on top of, of media. Hi, I'm Abby Zufel, and welcome to Working Girl Talk. You just heard a clip from my conversation with today's guest, Chelsea Hamilton of Simple Jane Co. I'm so excited for you to listen. There's no news this week. There was, but there's no news on this show this week because we need to dive right into the goodness with Chelsea. Simple Jane is a business created for women who wanted to experience the healing power of CBD products that work without the stigma of cannabis. Before going into this interview, I had no clue about anything related to CBD. And as a journalist, I was thinking us working girls need the scoop on this. And from a great business boss lady like Chelsea, even better. Chelsea explains the science of CBD, hint, it's not marijuana, how she became a co-founder of Simple Jane. We talk business partnerships. Not only is Chelsea a co-founder, her co-founder is her mom. So we have a couple different dynamics there, which is super interesting. Chelsea provides great insight into how to make a business partnership work, how learning the five love languages helped her in business business and some awesome tips and insight into finding a business coach. Chelsea and I met on Instagram and have been planning this for a while. I'm so excited she's on the show. Please enjoy my interview with Chelsea. Hello, Chelsea. Hello, Abby. <laughs> so, hello, working girls. Yeah, yes, hello, working girls. I'm so excited to have you. This yes. has been like kind of, I feel like a few weeks in the making. Yes, so. we finally got it all together. <laughs> yeah, know. gotta love that. Yes, and it's amazing. And we're joined by a little pup here. Little yes, chef. little chef, our uh, our chief dog officer here from the office. <laughs> love it. Awesome. So, I just I'm gonna start like back from the beginning. Let's go back in time. Where'd you grow up? How like where did it all begin? Yeah. So <laughs> a I far back. yeah. Real far back. Oh man, how much time do we have? Um, literally, could talk your ear off. No, so I, I grew up in Scottsdale. So I, I we're sitting here in my office at in DC Ranch, and I grew up, you know, probably five miles away from here. Uh, I really, really love this town, and I, I loved it growing up. There were so many people that were always like, "I can't wait to get out of this town," you know, leave the desert. And I was like, "You guys, this place is awesome! Like, you have no idea how like good we have it." Um, so I grew up here. You know, I wasn't born here, but was raised here for most of my life. I went to Pinnacle High School, you know, so all in this kind of like North Scottsdale area. And then I uh, I left when I was 18. I moved out to the San Francisco Bay Area. I studied advertising out there and I had like a few different jobs. Um, I worked in recruiting. I worked in wine sales in Napa Valley. Uh, and then about four and a half years ago, uh, my mother started Simple Jane. And so it's my mother, my business partner, Angela. Uh, so she started this company and she was working with another partner at the time. And uh, she was like, I you know, was doing this. It didn't end up work. Their relationship didn't end up working out um, for this, this and that reason. And she looked at me and she's like, well, 
you know, you know how to do these things, you know, we need, we need sales, we need marketing. And that was, I was kind of in a place where I was like, I enjoyed what I was doing, but I also knew I needed to be my own boss. So it was a good opportunity where I was like, all right, like I can do this for a little bit. So it's kind of where the origin story of Simple Jane happened there. <laughs> Love it. So can we dive in a little bit deeper into that transition, I guess, of like yeah. launching this? Because your mom had already kind of started it mm-hmm. and then you jumping in. So what was that like for you? It's terrifying. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like it's funny because I think entrepreneurship right now is really amazing. There's never been a better time to start a company, but it it doesn't make it any less terrifying to be your, to have an, your own business at all. It's uh, I never want to sugarcoat that for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I did so for four and a half years ago. We started the company and kind of had our, our core product line. Basically, our product line developed as we saw needs. People were like using the products in different ways. Our original product line is a topical aphrodisiac line, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like women's sensual wellness, and that's kind of where we started. And then we've grown it into more of like a spa product and general overall body wellness and you know Angela's background is in fitness so we've incorporated a lot of those things but for really the first two years we were working on it while we had full-time jobs so I was still uh, I was working in Napa at a winery and Angela was working here actually at KTAR um, at the the, uh, radio station out here and so she has a background in digital marketing as well which is also really helpful Um, and owning your own business having all those tools is great Um, doesn't make it any easier necessarily, but at least you know, you know, a general idea of what's happening. But yeah, we worked our full-time jobs for almost two years before we were like, okay, are we gonna do this? And it kind of got to a point where, you know, we'd saved up, had had savings set aside, and we were like, all right, like let's get a plan together and go. And we got our office. And then I was like, I it, I still remember the day. It was like, I wanna say it was July first, maybe. <laughs> and I was like, I had walked in and I, I told my boss, I'm like, I think you guys are great, but I'm leaving and I'm going to go start my own company. And I literally just wanted to scream from the rooftops. I'm like, I'm free. I like, I had no idea like what I was getting myself into, but Mm -hmm. that, that freedom of knowing I was like, all right, I did the work. I stayed at my job for as long as I could and kind of made it work up until a certain point. And then I was like, all right, like I'm ready. I'm ready to leave. I'm ready to, you know, break out and and do something bigger with our business and, and be there for it. Right. Yeah. So it happened. <laughs> right. I love that. I, that feels like, have you ever watched Shark Tank? Mm-hmm. All yeah, the time. I, yeah. <laughs> it's like that Shark Tank moment. You know how mm-hmm. they always ask like, oh, would you be willing to leave your full-time job? Like to do the company full-time? Like yeah. that's the Shark Tank moment. It is. <laughs> I was like, yes. And I was like, I'm scared. I'm like, but it doesn't matter. I did it anyway. So for somebody who is working that I guess side hustle. I still don't know how I feel about the term side hustle because mm-hmm. I almost feel like it's like two hustles, you know, right. like it's not a side, like you're putting everything into that too, Yeah. but that's a whole other conversation. It's two full-time <laughs> jobs. It's not a side yes. hustle. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. See, I always think that, but if you are somebody who has this side hustle and their full-time job, how do you manage that? Any tips for anyone who's kind of thinking, Hey, maybe it's time to pursue my passion. So any yeah. tips for somebody looking to make that transition? I would say what, first of all, like having a good money mindset is going to be essential. Like I hear people that are like, okay, I'm going to like start my own business and you know, we'll just, I'll I'll leave my job and then I'm going to start this. And then I'm like, okay, do you have like some clients lined up? And they're like, no, but I need time away from my full-time job to dedicate to find clients. And I'm like, no, (laughs) no, 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 you need at least some sort of like 
some sort of momentum going because it's like a flywheel, right? It's like once it starts spinning, you but it needs that activity to begin with. So I would always recommend like getting to a point where you're uncomfortable working two jobs until you literally cannot tolerate it anymore and then leave because otherwise, because what you don't want to do and what's going to stop you from being an entrepreneur and having all of that creative spirit and, you know, inspiration is being stressed around money. Mm -hmm. And so get to the point where you are literally so uncomfortable working two full-time jobs that you can't take it anymore and then be able to be like, okay, like I'm ready. I have enough money saved up. I have all of these things, you know, lined up. I have clients that are already starting to bill because then you can go to those clients and be like, hey, you know, I I have some more bandwidth. Do you have any referrals? You know, or or you can really time block some time where you can do business development as a part of your day in order to build more clients, you know, whatever piece of your business you're looking to grow. But I, yeah, don't leave before people are like, oh, just take the jump. Do not take the jump. Like don't, because you never want to be in a position that will stop you from pursuing your dreams because you're worried about if you're going to make your next paycheck or not. Mm -hmm, Definitely. And that kind of reminds me of something that we had talked about earlier a little bit that, and you kind of touched on it before too, that that entrepreneur lifestyle seems so glamorous to a lot of people and you don't see a lot of like the, the pain and the, like the struggle a lot of the time so like thoughts on that anything that's been like a surprise for you you know what and I think there has been a really cool community of women here in Phoenix and in Scottsdale. Like this, there's this group of female entrepreneurs. And um, I know we were, I think we're connected through the Powerhouse Women with Lindsay Schwartz. Oh, okay. And I think that's, I had found you through there or, or some other connection, yeah. but there's a lot of we're really great. We are all so connected, girl. <laughs> not meant to do it alone. <laughs> um, but there's a really great group of women that are doing this right now. And, uh, you know, you can, there's a few, actually, I'll, fo- I'll tag a few in a post um, on my Instagram once the podcast awesome. is live and stuff like that. But but there are so many women out there that are being really real about what is happening with their business. And I love that. I love the transparency. Like your brand is your brand. You don't want, you know, you want people to, to feel that, that they're living their lifestyle when they're p- participating in it. Yeah. But when you're following me on Instagram, for example, like, you know, my pictures may look nice, but if you read my captions, I'm like, I literally spilled coffee on my pants the second I took this photo (laughs) or like, you know, all these things. So I try to keep it as real as possible because otherwise it seems totally unattainable. Mm. You know, it seems like I could never start my own business until I have it all figured out until I have somebody, you know, that, that I have these professional photos taken and I have all these things. So it feels like you can't do it when the outside, when really I'm like the, 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 entrepreneur that you admire is going through the same struggles as you are or went through the same struggles and the difference is is that you just are seeing their highlight reel Mm -hmm. I know that's a really you know popular thing to say right now and and the social media community but like you have to remind yourself of that every day I still look at other people's businesses and I'm like gosh how is she doing that how is she automating how is she doing it you know and it's hard to live in that like comparison mindset but you have to have to have to remember that it's not you know you're not lacking Everybody mm-hmm. else has just learned one thing ahead of you. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. And I think that prevents a lot of people from even starting to yeah. like say like, oh, it has to be perfect. I can't even do it. Yeah. And that was the one thing that I've really learned through our, our business is like, 
done is better than perfect. I have like a super type A personality. (laughs) You know, I really like if things are not exactly the way that I envision them, I'm like, ah, just forget it. It does not (laughs) even worth it. You know, and then Mm -hmm. if you do that, if I did that all day long, Mm -hmm. I would literally get nothing done. Right. You know, and sometimes there's typos and sometimes, you know, the picture isn't edited right. Or sometimes, you know, the listing on the website has an error on it, but it's like, at least it was done. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what I really appreciate too, about a lot of like business and entrepreneurship right now is that there is that mindset of like, just start, just do it, just put it out there and you can always fix it. You know, everything is always fixable later, Mm -hmm. but if you don't have that foundation, if you haven't started, it will go nowhere. Right. So getting out of that perfectionism mindset is essential. Let's talk about Simple Jane. Can we go over different products you have? I know you kind of talked about a little bit of what you started with, but what you have on the docket now. And let's talk about CBD too. get all the scoop because that's something I literally know nothing about. Perfect. So, and (laughs) my listeners, maybe they don't know either. So, well, and I think it's gotten a lot of attention, but to that same point, it's like, nobody really knows what it is (laughs) or like, what am I supposed to, I know I'm supposed to like have CBD, but like, what do I do with it? Um, so with Simple Jane, so like I mentioned, we had our, our core products that we started off with, with our topical aphrodisiacs, and then it grew into our spa and wellness line. So all of our products are topical, right? They're things that you put on top of your skin. So it's, uh, massage oils, balms, and bath soaks. And, and that's kind of like our core product line. And our vision, we were like, it, when Angela and I started the company, it was like, we want to have products that we will use ourselves. I tested a ton of CBD products out there on the market. I still do. Um, there's more and more on the market, literally mm-hmm. weekly. I see a, a new hot brand come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that I always like to tell people, and, and I, you have to remind yourself, is that just because somebody's packaging looks really fancy or they have a great marketing campaign doesn't mean it's a quality product. This isn't like a lot of skin, like general skincare that you can buy on the market right now. It really demands uh, your attention. You have to pay attention to what you're putting on your body when it comes yeah. to CBD. So CBD in, in a quick snapshot, it stands for cannabidiol and it is the non-psychoactive element of the hemp plant. So it's cannabis, but it is not marijuana. So there's when everyone's like, though, there's no THC. It's not even the same plant, right? And so, yeah, totally different. And you can have CBD derived from the marijuana plant, Mm -hmm. but most of the CBD that you see on the market is hemp derived. And so, you know, if you kind of think about it, it's hard to visualize this as I'm talking with my hands right (laughs) now, but like at the top is cannabis and that's like the genus of the plant. And then it's the two separate, think of them kind of like sisters, right? If cannabis Mm -hmm. is the mom, you have two sisters and one is hemp and one is marijuana and like, marijuana is your party sister, you know, and hemp is like, you're like very studious, like well-behaved sister. Mm -hmm. And that's because, and that's where a lot of the healing properties come from is hemp derived cannabis. And so when then you have the CBD that you extract from hemp and it is, has all the good juicy healing benefits, right? It's anti-inflammatory. It's like, if you have to know one thing, it's like CBD is anti-inflammatory. We all have inflammation, women in particular. And this is why it's so like important to me that women know about CBD is because it will change your freaking life. Like I want everyone to feel amazing in their bodies. And you do that by reducing inflammation. Mm-hmm. And so there's a ton of stuff that you can read, you know, books and studies and internet stuff on, on you know, anti-inflammatory diets and the benefits of it. But basically when there's inflammation in your body, there's an imbalance. And so what CBD does is you have this whole system, like you are literally biologically designed to receive the benefits of cannabis. Your system's called the endocannabinoid system. And so it's like, it works with your, like your parasympathetic nervous system and your, your central nervous system. And it's regulates the 
things like your mood, your appetite, your sleep, your hormones, and your your bliss factor, basically. And so all of that works with cannabis. So when you have an imbalance in a lot of those things, cannabis and CBD is the way that you work naturally with your body to correct it. Wow. Okay. I'm already learning so much. Like, yeah, sorry, this, that was, was like, like a really nerdy no, deep dive. No, that's great. That's exactly what like I want. Cause we're like, I'm all about like highlighting different women in different industries that I know nothing about. And this is definitely one. And it's so fascinating. And I'm all about that yeah. anti-inflammatory. Right. I need that. We, none of us need to be inflamed anywhere. That is not what we're about. So it's all about reducing that inflammation, mm-hmm. you know, and, and for in for simple jane products it's using a product that doesn't have any like weird byproducts in it so really paying attention to not just the the quality of the cbd that you're getting not just the other you know the quality of the essential oils that the products are using it can come down to that as well you know a, a therapeutic grade essential oil is different from a fragrance you know and those things are you can easily say uh, you know, there's a lot of packaging in, in the cosmetic industry that says you know naturally de- derived essential oils, but Mm -hmm. it's really a synthetic fragrance. And so the difference with that is like my, my ingredients, it is like a super high quality essential oil. It's Mm -hmm. not inexpensive for me to use that, but we use it because I don't want a fragrance on my skin. I want an essential oil that's going to actually use the benefits of, you know, cooling, cooling benefits from peppermint and uplifting benefits from lavender and like all these different, the, the real essential oil benefits, mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote real, not to be like, I'm like one of those essential oil people. I'm like, this cures cancer. Like, no, I'm not like that, but you know, but it, they do, they have benefits. They're designed to work with your body. Mm-hmm. And you know, if when you allow them to do their job and they're working with the right ingredients, like it does, it makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Anything specific. So somebody like, like me who doesn't know anything about CBD or these types of products, anything that I should be looking for if I wanted to try one of these products out or should like, Hey, avoid that. If you see that on the label. Well, it's kind of hard because most people, when they think CBD, they're like, Oh, I'm going to take something internally. Like I want to take a gummy or I want to take a tincture and stuff like that, that those, those type of CBD products and and simple Jane doesn't make any of those, Mm -hmm. but those type of products I think are even scarier because you're like, now you have to be triple diligent on what you're putting into your body. Um, I would say be wary of anything that you, same thing as what you would eat. Be wary of anything that you don't know what it is, or if you can't pronounce it, you know, obviously like pronouncing cannabidiol is is not like with the exception of that, like that's an awkward word, but it should say hemp derived CBD. Um, you should see, you should be able to recognize the essential oils and then anything that's like any of the other, you know, all my product has in it is essential oils, CBD. Um, our bombs have organic beeswax and shea butter, and then the essential oils that are in it and organic fractionated coconut oil. Like that's it. You, everything you recognize. Like, I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, I know those. You could eat it. Like it wouldn't taste good, but like <laughs> if you ate it, it wouldn't like give you a weird rash on your tongue, you know, like that should be the goal. Right. Right. Yeah. The other yeah. thing, if, if somebody wants to know something about CBD, it's not cheap. Like it should not be cheap. And if it's under, you know, $25 for any, any CBD product, Mm -hmm. don't buy it. You know, it's not one of those things that I advocate trying to find a a quote unquote better deal on because Mm -hmm. it's not worth risking that the CBD is going to be low quality and Mm -hmm. a won't work. So you wasted your money anyway, or B is not, is potentially harmful to your body. If there's other ingredients that they use to cut it with or make it cheaper or Mm -hmm. do whatever it was. So don't, you know, opt for investing in yourself when you're choosing a CBD product, mm-hmm. not trying to find something cheap to hopefully cure something, if that makes right. sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great tip. I think this could apply to people in any sort of industry that 
has a product. Like, how do you get inspired for product? How do you think of something and now you have it in your hand? Can you tell me a little bit about that? Product? So that's a great question actually for my business partner. <laughs> because, and so this is actually a really great lead into kind of like why, you know, I wanted to connect with you and it was kind of my inspiration. I was like, I need to tell, you know, a piece of this story. So having a business partner in this piece of our business has mm-hmm. been essential. It is great that it's my mom, but I don't think I would have been able to do this alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so my role, I really focus more on, you know, sales. I do a lot of marketing comp content. Um, I do, you know, work with our wholesale accounts and, and more of the like execution style stuff. Mm-hmm. When it comes to our product development, Angela is our, as our visionary. Mm-hmm. And so I had read a, a book a couple of months ago. It was called Rocket Fuel. Uh, it's by mm-hmm. Gino Wickman. And it basically broke out like successful companies have a duality, right? They have a partnership and one person is the visionary and the other person is the integrator, right? Mm-hmm. And so the visionary is like, I have this idea. And you're like, yes. And it, they get all everybody on board and they're like, why wouldn't you want this? This is amazing. And then all these things here, so, mm-hmm. so many ways we can use it. And then the visionary is amazing at being like, I have this idea. <laughs> okay, <laughs> go. Right? And so, and so Angela is amazing at that. All of our products, literally, I don't, even know where they come from because they just have sprung from this creative well in her mind. She is so talented, so creative, so tapped into her intuition. So a lot of our products have come from just her own. She's like, hi, I need something like our on the mend was actually developed because she had a cold and flu like a couple of years ago. And she's like, God, I feel terrible. I'm going to mix something up, you know, to make myself feel better. And then she's like, oh yeah, this is good. She's like, we could do this. This could be a product. And a lot of our products have, have come about as a result of that is as just her creative vision. I don't know how to recreate that, <laughs> but, but most people like have that idea. And that's what is really amazing about having a partner in your business because she'd be like, all right, like I have this idea for the pro- this product and here's how people are going to use it. And then as now me and you know, we're both Gemini's, right? So she's my mom, we're business partners, we're Gemini's, we're like eight days apart, you know? So we have a lot of this like, you know, one like dynamic duo situations going on here. Um, so she and I, she, I'm like, okay, then how are we going to sell it? How much does it cost? What are the, pr- like, how, how are we going to, does it go wholesale? Does it go direct to consumer? And so as an integrator now, I take on the, that part of our, our business and say, okay, this is how we're going to make it work. Mm-hmm. So your visionaries, your integrators, like being a good business partner uh, and having a good business partner is really essential to that. So she is, she's our big ideas. And then I'm like boots on the ground and be like, <laughs> all right, like let's make some spreadsheets. <laughs> and that is the perfect segue. Let's talk business partnerships, which this one is interesting. I've noticed the whole time you've called your mom by her first name because this is twofold. It's a business partner, but it's also your mom establishing. I know. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) but it's very interesting. So I guess establishing what that partnership looks like. How was it in the beginning? I'm sure maybe there were some learning curves along the way. Yes. You know, and I think that over the last couple of years, it's been really cool to see us evolve our partnership Mm -hmm. in a lot of different ways. I, it's okay. So, you know, that analogy where it's like, you can have things good, fast or cheap. Mm-hmm. So with me and Angela, I'm like, I can be your friend, your daughter, or your business partner. Mm-hmm. You can only have two of your three out of a triangle, <laughs> right? So same way you can only have something good and fast, but it won't be cheap or cheap and fast, but it won't be good. Mm-hmm. I can only be two of those things at once. Mm-hmm. I can be your friend, you know, because we have this amazing friendship. Uh, I can be your friend and your business partner, but 
my my role as a daughter gets sacrificed or I can be your daughter and your business partner but my role as your friend gets sacrificed mm-hmm. and so I have really had to for myself establish those boundaries and a not you know beat myself up when I can't be all three um, but b creating a set of boundaries around that so that I can say this is what you can expect from me as your partner as your friend as your business as your your daughter you know and really be able to deliver on that I've really had to grow those boundaries over the last couple of years and and I and I'm sure she would say the same thing mm-hmm. especially as as a mother there are times where I'm like I'm super stressed and I'm like you know I'm not taking care of myself and I'm driving myself to the business and um all those things and for her she w- looks at that as her daughter and she's like you can't do this you can't operate like this and I'm like I'm at work yeah yeah I am at work right now like you can't you know baby me while I'm doing this Mm -hmm. and so we've really had to navigate a lot of those those pieces of the relationship and really um over the last year a lot of that has really firmed up I've really become a lot stronger in setting those those boundaries for not just you know when I say boundaries not against her but for like for myself and like how I can deliver without feeling like I'm faltering or losing or not not reaching something or not meeting somebody's expectations right so a lot of it does sound like the expectations like setting that right from the get-go is that something that's been helpful yes and so I kind of I was trying to backtrack this and be like how would I have done things differently um, in order to like to get to this better point where we where we're at right now? You know, there's mm-hmm. there's so many pieces that we just had to figure out along the way. Things were extra complicated because we're a CBD business. And so we had business challenges that nobody like, you know, XYZ skincare company new to the market would have never had. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even take people's money for the first year and a half of our business. Wow. I had to go through all these weird roundabouts like PayPal, Venmo, you know, got my <laughs> account shut down three, three square accounts shut down vendor merchant wow. processors that you know were overseas and told me that they weren't it was a, a total you know cluster you know what mm-hmm. and so it's like you know we ran through all these challenges and so you add like normal business challenges and then you put on like business challenges with your family business and then business challenges as a cbd business and now business challenges as your mom and it's like <laughs> what are we doing and i think if i had gone back like you know younger Chelsea and said, you know, here's what will give you less wrinkles if you do this. And I would say I would have been helpful to write my own job description. Oh, and and I think that was one of the things that I'm like, if I could have done this differently, really outlining like roles and responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple of months ago, we hired a business coach that has really, and, and this is the reason that I kind of thought about that is because she's like nailed down. She's like, no, like stay in your lane. What is your job? What is your job to do this week? What are your responsibilities? And in the beginning, when it was just the two of us, it was like, we, well, you're like, what do you mean? Like everything is our responsibility. Everything is both of our responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And it totally is. And especially as, as, as a solo entrepreneur, literally everything is your responsibility, you know, but when you have a a partner, you really do have to pick a lane. Mm -hmm. And so I think it would have been helpful for me to say, all right, this is what you can expect of me. This is what, not just what you can expect of me, but also what I need to deliver on it to be accountable to you and be accountable to our business every day. Right. Yeah. And you did mention too, like the, the five love languages yes. help. Oh my Can gosh. we talk about that? Cause it's so interesting. To so, me. okay. Have you read this book? I haven't read it, but I took like a quiz online. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So definitely everyone should definitely take the quiz. Um, because a, you have to really understand. I don't know if a lot of people think about things in this way necessarily. So I was gifted this book. Um, and 
I had read it and, you know, I read it in terms of a relationship, but the more that I, I, you know, it was one of those things always kind of like stuck with me and I'm always kind of like, what's your love language? It was kind of like a, you know, a party conversation, you know, (laughs) it's something that like that you talk about over a glass of wine when you don't know somebody. Um, and so, but, but I've used it as a barometer in almost every version of my life. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it really closely relates to your business life as well. Um, and I think actually, so the book, it's the five love languages by Gary Chapman and he actually actually came out with another version of the book, which is more workplace related. Oh, that's cool. Um, and it's, so that one's the five love languages of appreciation in the workplace. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. Like ding, 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 yes. working girl talk. Like totally. read that. That's awesome. And read I think that. I haven't read the appreciation in the workplace version, yeah. um, but I think it's still very applicable. Yeah. Um, so the five, five love languages. So I, I wrote them down because so, I always forget one. It doesn't matter which one it is. It's just the one that I forget. Um, so the it's words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, tangible gifts. So getting or receiving gifts uh, and appropriate physical touch. So we'll talk about it in terms of, of, of work in this scenario. So wait, what was yours? It was words of affirmation. And then like really close was the gift one. Yeah. 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 Okay. So mine was acts of service. Oh, okay. And Angela's uh, is, is gifts. And so it's, it's funny because gifts, and when I had to rank them, I'm like, gifting was like the lowest on my list. I'm like, please don't give me anything. Like I get anxiety about having to give gifts. Like, you know, the whole thing really stresses me out. Um, but for me, I'm like, you know, if you, an acts of service is really, it can be a lot of different things, but it's like getting things done, right? If you came to me and you're like, Hey, like I already wrote like an outline for you. If you wanted to get started on this blog post, like I already got it started for you. Or, Hey, I checked off this, you know, I, I already filed our taxes for that month. Or Mm -hmm. I already did like doing all of these things. Like I know I have an extensive to-do list and checking any one of them off. I'm like, Oh, thank you. (laughs) One thing I don't have to do myself, you know? And what is so, you know, fun about Angela, she's always like, I got you this thing. Or like the, the, the thing that I know that I can do, that's the most loving for her Mm -hmm. is like, I'm going to pick up lunch. Like I'll pick up lunch. It'll already be here. You don't even have to think about it. You know, she's definitely in that like visionary, like creator Mm -hmm. mode where she'll be like, I've forgotten to eat for three days, you know? (laughs) So, so for that, it's like, that is my like big act of love for her, not just as her daughter and her friend, but as her business partner and be like, you know, we're having a lunch meeting, like lunch is already there. And so that, that's both the way that a, it's kind of an act of service because I'm, you know, provide, I'm like, I, it's already done. It's taken care of, mm-hmm. but it's also that gift. And like, and by the way, I got a brownie for us too, <laughs> you know, and that's always a big win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So kind of hitting on like both yours and hers. Yes. So, that's kind of nice. so really understanding, and this is like, it's, you should know it about your clients. You should know it about your coworkers, your boss, you know, anybody that you interact with on a, on a level where you're like, what is, what is the thing that's going to make you feel like, oh gosh, you really over delivered for me in every sense, you know, and where you're coworkers if your coworker has like you know appropriate physical touch the thing that makes somebody feel really great you're like oh yeah high five you know or like all those things are are the there's a lot of different ways to express it but I think Mm -hmm. if you can really tap into a identifying the thing that makes you feel appreciated or loved or whatever it is um, being able to communicate that Mm -hmm. is really great so for me it is I'm like I have a Equally, where it's my like act of, of feeling appreciated, I have an equally hard time telling people I'm like, I would really love a delegating. Like, I would really love for you to do this because I just want somebody to do it <laughs> without asking, you know? But then, um, it, so being able to communicate it and then also being able to identify other people because mm-hmm. 
it makes your life so much easier. If you're like, I know the thing that's going to make you happy. And if you're happy, you're able to, you know, do a better job for me or collaborate better or, you know, understand why I need this raise or like whatever it is, whatever piece that you're communicating in your professional space, Mm -hmm. um, that is going to make you a better business person. It's going to make people want to do business with Mm you. And so, I think that's one of the best tools that you can have in your toolbox. Cool. Yeah, whether it is like, you know, the love version or the, the workplace version, I think it's honestly, it's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Any tips for how to approach that? Like if you wanted to ask your coworker? Um, honestly, I don't think, I don't know. I'm such an awkward person sometimes that I just like don't have, a, I don't have a filter and like don't have a problem like asking weird questions. I guess if you're a little bit more shy, you'd be like, hey, you could like ask me like, hey, have you read, have you heard about the, these like these Ooh, things? Yeah, you know, I, I was hearing someone talk about them. Like, do you know what yours would be? Yeah. Everybody loves to answer a question like that. That's you know, true. you're like, here's okay. If you had to pick like your five, yeah. like rank them one to five, <laughs> what are the things that make you feel like the most appreciated? Right. Okay, that's and I think, one. honestly, I think a good conversation that I, everyone should have this conversation with their boss. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a really amazing boss. Um, she actually, so she had a background in Ayurveda. And so she, when I worked in recruiting, she um, did a lot of like, was working on doing more coaching and now she has a coaching business and she coaches like workplace practices and how to, you know, be, bring wellness into the workplace. Her name's Monica Bloom. Uh, and she's so great. So you should definitely follow her on Instagram, but she did a really good job. Like she would always have these like check-ins with me. And I think if you can establish like a one-on-one with your boss and be like, Hey, by the way, like, I just wanted to let you know, like, I just read this book or like, I don't, I, again, like it's not weird for me because I'm like, I'm so like, okay. Being such an awkward person. But, um, you know, I think, I think there is a good way to bring it up being, by the way, like, this is the thing that really makes me feel appreciated. Like the quality time, like I really appreciate these one-on-ones that you do with me Mm -hmm. or, um, if I'm doing a great job, like I really love it when you like, you know, shout me out to the team or those team yeah. emails, they really mean a lot to me. Or, you know, if you're, you're happen to like want to give me a bonus or, you know, I, what would really motivate me is if I could work towards a, a goal, right? So yeah. say you're gifting, if I could work towards like a $5 Starbucks, you know, gift card this week, if I meet my goals, like that would make me feel really motivated. Mm-hmm. So you have to identify it for yourself. But I think having those conversations is one of the things that has really helped me grow as a person in business and and be able to work better with with everybody. Yeah, I love that. And that's so unique. I feel like I haven't heard that being used in the workplace enough. I like I think you hear more about like Mm Myers-Briggs or like personality types. But I think that is so important because if you don't feel appreciated at work, you're going to be disengaged and you're not going to like it. And yeah. it's like, peace out. Like totally. <laughs> so you might really be motivated. Cool. Go like work for yourself. <laughs> you know? I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Thanks for this. I'll appreciate myself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You did mention that you ha- hired a business coach. Yes. Can we talk about that? So that process, like when did you decide it was time? How did that kind of work out? It's actually <laughs> like funny, terrible way that it happened. Um, so Amy Ann, uh, Amy Ann Curran is our business coach. So she, it's kind of hard because it's, she's not necessarily a business coach in the traditional sense. Mm-hmm. So Amy Ann used to work with Angela at, uh, at KTAR and she is actually one of the top salespeople at, at the radio station. Mm-hmm. So she um, works with advertisers and, um, and a lot of clients. So she has a really great knowledge base in sales. And she also does, uh, 
uh, budgeting coaching. She does finance coaching. So she takes on private clients and is like, you know, people that are like, I need to get out of this 150 grand of debt. (laughs) Right. And so she does a lot of the, um, the David, Dave Ramsey, um, finance coaching and helps people put on a plan. And she's like really great. She's had all these amazing success stories and it's been really cool to like, I had, you know, watched her for a long time as she started the business and, mm-hmm. um, you know, she does all these really great, like client, you know, success quotes. And I'm always like, yeah, go, go clients. <laughs> so how it, it came about is actually it goes back to the boundaries. There was a boundary that I set where I was like, I don't want to do events anymore. <laughs> That's not really an option in our business, but I like really had to kind of set parameters. I'm like, I don't, I'm pretty introverted. I and I'm, I'm very introverted, but I'm in like one-on-one scenarios. Great. Perfect. Right, but, like, I would never think you were introverted. No, but I, I've had to work <laughs> at it my whole life. You know, I'm like, yeah. I had to really put myself out there. I forced mm-hmm. myself into uncomfortable, you know, conversations yeah. and situations. I, you know, I have done things out of my comfort zone, literally leaving my house is outside of my comfort zone. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Um, but I really, I was like, this is, these are the things that drain me. They don't make me feel, you know, good. It can be really hard. I don't feel like I'm, you know, delivering my best when I'm doing this. And so we were like, okay, we're, if I'm not doing this, this is what needs to happen in order for us to, you know, still fulfill those needs in our business. You know, we do event pop-ups. We actually have, you know, a a great few events that are running over through the spring, but I'm like, I need, I don't want to do it anymore. Like we need help. Mm-hmm. So, or I don't want to do it in the same capacity that I was doing it. So I was like, okay, so basically we got into this huge fight and it was as you do like, and it's even worse when again, you have that trifecta of like, I would never have fought with somebody like this in a professional setting, but I'm going to be like, totally honest here. It was like an awful fight, like really bad. And it was like, we both, you know, had to walk away for a couple of days. And I was like, God, I'm just really freaking mad and like all these things. And so basically we came back and we were like, you know what I think would be really helpful is if we had a third party involved and not somebody that, you know, somebody that didn't have any stake in our business. You know, we didn't want another partner. We didn't want somebody that, you know, we we're bringing on as a board member. We're like, what does that person look like? And we're like, well, you know, the things that I really value are, I, that the thing that I love about Amy Ann is her sales experience and bringing on, you know, big clients, clients that are, you know, big and, and not just chasing, you know, little guys, but she's a, we call her the whale hunter. <laughs> and so she has a really great, um, insight into that. And so I admire and respect her about that. Um, I think that finance for women is something that is all of us could always use work on. Um, I, you know, growing up, I don't know if necessarily we had the best, like, um, money mindset. So we were like, okay, well, Amy's doing this budgeting thing and I know that she's good at sales. So like, what if we asked her? So we, it wasn't in, in her wheel house of services, mm-hmm. but we asked her to kind of create this program with us because we wanted the, all the great pieces about her, but kind of like put into a special one for us. Mm-hmm. And so when it came to hiring her as a coach, it, it has been game changing. And what's so funny about that is I was like, I never thought I was going to be the kind of person that hired a coach. I think coaching is really common. It's really popular right now. Um, there's a lot of reasons that, that people need, that people need coaches and, um, you know, mindset coaches, wellness coaches, eating coaches. There's a coach for literally every category of your life. And I think it's amazing. Um, but a lot of the coaching that happens is you need, like, there's a lot of motivational stuff that happens. Mm -hmm. I am really motivated. (laughs) 
<laughs> I am like, I don't necessarily need like words of affirmation. Also, like, yes, I appreciate them, but like not like not my driving factor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when it comes, I'm like, I don't need, you know, somebody to be like, you can do this, or like, I'm like, I know I can do this. I'm like, I need the tactics, right? I need yeah. the I need somebody that's gonna get really specific. I need um, somebody that's good at creating systems. Like that is the kind of coaching that I needed. And there wasn't anybody out there that I was seeing that was going to be able to be that for us. Mm -hmm. So we asked her to create something specific. But if we had just been like, well, she doesn't do that, like, guess it's not going to be for us. So I do recommend if you're looking for a coach, but you haven't found somebody that Mm -hmm. really kind of fits into what you're looking for, ask if they'll create something with you. Like find somebody that you vibe with, that you respect. For me, I had to respect her. I had to like, you know, not obviously I respect everyone, but I had to really admire what she has grown in order for me to, you know, quote unquote, be told what to do, you know, because you do have to have like, I I maybe have some authority issues, you know, (laughs) and like I am now completely unemployable is the other thing. I'm like, now I'm like, my business has no chance, no choice but to work because I can never work at a normal job again. Um, I'm an absolute nightmare. I'm like, what do you mean? I can't come in at 10 and work until two in the morning. You're like, that is my, that is what I do. I can't take a four hour lunch. What do you mean? Um, so, you know, that piece of it, I really, I respect her so much. We asked her to create something custom for us. Mm -hmm. And I think it, you know, it's working. Oh my gosh. It has just, having that third perspective for us has Mm -hmm. been essential. Like she's, you know, help us put together a, a, like a budget, which sounds stupid. You're like, of course we have a budget, but I'm like, do we really? (laughs) Like, do you really? Like it was the way that she thought about it that made it so important. And and A, it was, it wasn't me creating it and it wasn't Angela creating it. It wasn't somebody like, here's the thing that I made that we're going to do. It was like, no, like a third party had to come in and be like, here's what we're doing. And we're like, great. And like a good example, like is, it is also the accountability. Like Angela and I are accountable to each other, but you know, we also give each other a little, you know, a little wiggle room, a little slack. It's like, whatever, it's okay. Like we'll figure it out. We'll do it later or whatever. Like I didn't send, um, like our weekly re- report on Friday mm-hmm. and Amy Ann was texting me on Monday being like, where's this, uh, where's this report? Like what's going on? What are you guys doing? I'm like, Oh crap. <laughs> like somebody's looking, somebody's paying attention, you know? And so, you know, you get so tied up in a lot of like, you know, getting away from the things that are actually producing and, and being yeah. great for your business. It can be hard to get somebody to wrangle you in. So having that third voice in the room that has no stake in your business has been yeah. a game changer has someone who's done, you know, similar sales and, you know, the tactics that you need, she's done that. And so she's able to, I, I don't necessarily need her to be like, walk me through how to do a sales call, but something that was essential for me, she was like, okay, I want you. So we're working on expanding our wholesale business. She's like, you know, we have a a great list of clients already, but I, you know, I have a vision for a larger span. And she was like, all right, you have set the seven and 10 rule. I'm like, I don't know what that, I don't know what that is. And she's like, well, you have your seven key accounts. These are your juiciest, hottest accounts. And then you have your 10 subs. And so I have this list, right? And I have my seven core accounts that I I want to carry Simple Jane. And underneath it, I have the 10 um, like secondary accounts where I'm like, so once one of the seven moves off of my list, they've either said yes or they've said no. I replace them with one of the 10 that I've kind of been working on. I've been finding a buyer for, I've been, you know, finding somebody contact information, kind of getting a read 
sheet if they're, you know, setting up a meeting or something like that. Mm -hmm. But every single week I touch my seven accounts in three ways. My goal is to touch them, seven clients, touch them three different ways. It could be a text, a phone call in order to get them to close a deal, Mm -hmm. a text, a phone call, social media interaction, a LinkedIn message, like whatever it takes. And when you think about it, I'm like, if I'm not closing these clients, if I'm, if I'm touching them three times a week, seven of these clients, there is no reason why I should not be able to do this. Right. You know, the odds are in your favor. For <laughs> sure. It's all a numbers game. And, but you know, and I'm like, well, why wasn't I doing this before? And it wasn't that I didn't know how to do it. You know, I was, I had a sales strategy, but it was her insight that she's like, no, it's seven and it's 10. And I'm like, okay, go like, <laughs> perfect. Now I have a path yeah. and I have like an, an, a way to execute on it. Um, and I have the accountability that's keeping me to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. And I feel like just having that third party perspective, probably like that would have saved so many partnerships that didn't work out. Yes. Again, it's the, it's non-bias, you know, she's not taking anyone's side, you know, when, she, if she quote takes a side, it's because she's, you know, someone saying, no, like that is a good idea or no, that is a bad idea or like whatever it is. Um, it's just that feedback and it can, when you're even whether you're working as a solo entrepreneur or, you know, kind of working in a silo, or as you're working in two people, you get like tunnel vision sometimes and it can be hard to see things from an outside perspective. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's been really cool. I'm really grateful and never thought I would have a business coach, but <laughs> here we are. And it's just a matter of finding the right one. It's like dating, yeah. you know? Talking about finding the right one, you've kind of mentioned a few things, but just that little tip sheet of what they should look for that has been helpful for you that you've seen. Yeah, I would say have a clear idea of what you want to achieve. Right. Like for me, I'm like, I want more systems. I want more processes. I want more tracking and I want accountability. Mm -hmm. Like I want somebody to be able to check in with me and be like, I need somebody to go to be like, here's what I did this week. You know, (laughs) not, not that I'm looking for my gold star, but just as somebody like, cause it's helpful for me to, too, to recap all of my activity. Um, so I would say, you know, definitely, definitely all of those things because you, know what you want from that. Remember that you're the client, right? So it's not like they're going to come to you and come to you with all of this information. And like, here's how you do things. Like you need to have a good idea of what you want first. I think as somebody who runs their own business, like sometimes it's hard, like you have hard days and there's times when it's like, why, like, why am I doing this? Is this even worth it? So have you ever thought about quitting? Why didn't you? Oh man. Uh, yes. Often. (laughs) Like I'm, of course. Um, because you're like, gosh, there's so many things that I could do where I think I'm like, oh, I could just like, you know, get a paycheck every (laughs) two weeks and it shows up in your bank account and it's great. I have thought about quitting. The thing I'm like, I can't not, I can't not do this is the, as I guess the way that keeps me going. Mm -hmm. Um, There are so many times where a lot of those days and whether it's just serendipity or, or otherwise where I'm like, God, this is so hard. Like, what are we doing? Why is this, why is this, or isn't it working? And I have no idea. There are messages that come through from, um, whether they're clients, whether they're customers who've bought our products independently, people are like, Oh my gosh, I just wanted to tell you like, this has totally like changed my life. My knee is so much better. My dad is loving this. It's helping him get to sleep. Like there is, are these messages that come through about people using our products where I'm like, God, that's really cool. I'm like, what? And it's like, yes, could they use another product? Sure, but they're not using another product. They're using our product and it's helping people and people feel amazing and they feel close to us. And uh, so there's a lot of that, like the, those things definitely keep me going. Um, but there's also 
Okay, so, I, gosh, I wonder if I could find this cartoon. There's this image of a cartoon guy, and in the middle is, like, a pot of gold, basically, mm-hmm. or it's, like, a gemstone or whatever. It's, like, one of the New York Times illustrations, right? Yeah. So, in the middle is this pot of gold, and then there's two guys, one on the left side and one on the right side. They're both digging. Do you know this? Yes. Right? And so the guy, one of the guy that's digging, he's like, you know, is so close. You know, you just see the like little inch that he's about to get before he gets to the pot of gold, but he's walking away and he's given up. And then the other guy is the one that keeps chipping away. Yeah. And so like, that is the other thing that I think about whenever I think about giving up. I'm like, God, but you could just be the inch away from your next big client, the next big win, you know, the the thing that's going to put you on top, a a media feature. We got featured in Cosmo twice last year and the business that that has brought us has been crazy. We're just, you know, a a day away from the next big feature like that. Yeah. You know, so a lot of those things um, I do, it's the, honestly, the most, the biggest, the most direct answer to your question is the cartoon one. It's the thing that keeps me going. I'm like, you could be so close. Yes, it's yeah. so true. I love that. I'm always fascinated with hearing like there's all these stories of like famous people. Have you ever read Shoe Dog by no. Phil Knight? Uh-uh. You need to read it. It's like one of the it's like one of my favorite books. But just like all these things where there's like you think it's an overnight success, but it really it was like 20 years of hard work oh, and yeah. days where things were terrible. And it's mm-hmm. like why did they keep going? It's because they had that mindset of like, totally. well, no, like there's no choice. Like I will get there. Yeah. So I always love that. <laughs> and I never want to give the chance that I could have been that close to making it if, you know, if I just kept chinking away yeah. at my little, my little shovel, <laughs> you know, it's going to get us there. Exactly. What is a good first product for somebody to try from your line if they've never, like, if they don't know much about this space, like first product recommendation? Yeah. So I would say, um, our on the mend push balm. We're actually relaunching it next week so that'll it'll be here in in March, March, what is this? January, February, February, <laughs> mid February. It'll be there live, ready to go. Um, so we just released it in some new packaging. So it's in this really great black packaging. It's an eco-friendly push balm. Um, the balm itself, I feel like has been our bit, our best seller because it is the easiest to understand. Um, we make massage oils, but everybody's like, <laughs> not everybody's sure what to do with the massage oil, right? seems pretty explanatory. You'd be surprised, but I'm like, if something hurts and you put the balm in the stick, on the thing that hurts like that's gonna be good and so like that's been a great learning for me too is like helping people understand how to use our products because it can be a little intimidating you're like well what do I do with it now like you know we have this Himalayan salt stone um, in our recovery kit and it comes with a travel size roller ball and a little miniature travel balm and a tin Mm -hmm. and then it comes with this like Himalayan heartstone and it's super cute but you're supposed to use the heartstone to massage the product in Mm -hmm. um this the salt works really great with your skin it allows the cbd to get deeper into your fascia which then helps like recondition the fascia essentially and so it's like but you try to explain that to you know our average jane and she's like i don't why is it salt you know so I think that you know it depends on your level of comfort of like working with your body but definitely our push balm it's a great introduction uh to the product it's coming out it's gonna be new shiny fancy um we actually upgraded the CBD in it so it used to come in with 50 milligrams in the stick it's now 100 milligrams um we kind of attributed that to our our growth and success we're like we're able to to double down because we've grown we're able to give back more we haven't raised the price on it um but so if you have whether you're you work out um, and you're looking for like muscle recovery. Like I use the balm on my shoulder um, when I do uh, hot yoga and it's been like kick my butt. So mm-hmm. my, all the chaturangas are killing my shoulder. <laughs> so, um, so I use it on my shoulder and I actually use it pre-workout as well. Mm-hmm. 
So pre-workout to warm up, warm up. A lot of people think of CBD as like sleepy. It's like time for me to relax. Yeah. But our our whole on the men lined, um, the massage oils, the um, the balms and the and the soaks are obviously more recovery. But all of those are, are really designed more to like wake you up and get you going, get your blood flowing, mm-hmm. um, and then in it, any specific like topical pains. So putting it on your knees. Um, if you, anybody has arthritis in their hands or anything like that, my girlfriend just had a baby and she was like holding her phone and uh, scrolling with one hand while she was holding the baby she's like oh my god my thumb is killing me she's like how is this possible so I put a little balm on her thumb and she's like oh my god like is this working or am I just imagining it so if you have like text thumb or something like that it's also really great for that um so yeah I would say the the balm is the most easy to understand I'm like if something hurts rub it on it and that is yeah that's a good place to start (laughs) awesome honestly I could keep you here all night I have like a million questions but I do have one more (laughs) uh before we get to the rapid fire biggest misconception about this industry like about your products yeah so the biggest misconception a is that the cbd is derived from marijuana so the first question that people ask us and it's gotten a little bit less frequent over the last you know i would say even six months as the topic around cbd becomes a lot more mainstream through media Mm -hmm. um people are like, is this going to get me high? And I'm like, okay, so let's, if you like think about it, right? So a topical product is not going to show up a, a it's, it's like biologically not possible that it's going to show up with any THC in it. And the THC is the element that you, you know, quote unquote, get high from in, Mm -hmm. from the marijuana plant. So people are like, oh, this is going to show up on a drug test. Right. And Mm -hmm. so this is going to, there's a lot of people that are in the military, um, that have been, you know, I don't want to call it like scare tactics, but, you know, military people have been advised not to use CBD products, even topical CBD products, because it's going to show up on a drug test, which it's not. Um, it's, you know, the amount that it would have have to have in order to show up in a drug test would be, you know, pretty high. And then it's it's transdermal, right? So it's mm-hmm. not going to get into your bloodstream in that way. Anyway, it's just not, it's just <laughs> not going to happen. So you're not going to get high from using the products. Mm-hmm. Like that's the biggest <laughs> misconception. I will also say is like, like it's not going to cure everything. A topical product is not going to, uh, you know, people want a quick fix. Mm -hmm. And so with a lot of injuries, for example, right? Think about the amount of time that you like built up to like chronic pain, right? Most people who've been experiencing chronic pain have been experiencing it for months until they've decided, sometimes even years before they've decided to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And so using a product once is not going to alleviate any pain. It's not like using a painkiller or icy hot where you feel this immediate pain. So that can be a misconception too. It's like you have to consistently use the product and use it as a part of your wellness routine in order to start seeing results. Mm -hmm. Um, So using it once you know, and then you're like, I didn't feel anything. It doesn't work. That is not going to be effective. So Mm -hmm. integrating it, creating a routine for yourself, using the product on a consistent basis, that's what's going to help deliver results and help you feel better. Um, Ultimately, you have to like tune your endocannabinoid system, which again, will like get really dorky into like a lot (laughs) of the science of it, but you have to have these receptors that are active. And if you have a really, you know, deadened uh, endocannabinoid system and your receptors aren't active, then it's going to take a while for any of the CBD to be effective for you. Mm -hmm. And so you really have to like be like tune into your body a little bit more, um, use the products consistently. And then, and that was the other thing with us too, is like, I see a lot of people who have a ton of like milligram, like dosage 
in their CBD products, more is not better in this case. Um, unless you're like, you have like an, a surgery basically that you are like doing, trying to, you know, rehab a post-surgery, um, dosing your product, your skin with a lot of CBD, like it's our, it is American habit to be like, well, the more dosage is better. <laughs> this is going to be, you know, more and more and more. And it's like, no, that's actually not going to be great because you, it, because it's working to counterbalance, uh, um, an imbalance, you don't want to oversensitize it. So that's mm-hmm. what do, like dumping a lot of CBD on your skin will do. It'll create a sensitivity, which is not oh, what you want. Interesting. Yeah. So not, there's a lot, there's like a, there's another a great CBD skincare company called uh, Code of Harmony and Janet, the owner does a ton of great education on why you want to be using isolate in a CBD product versus, you know, broad or full spectrum cannabis and all of these things. So she does a great job at educating on that too. We do, um, you know, education on mostly on like how to use the products as a part of your daily wellness routine on our, um, Instagram. So if you follow Mm -hmm. us at simple Jane co, uh, then we were working on rolling out a lot more content over the year, um, on like how to integrate this because again, create a routine and that's where you're going to start seeing results with the products. Perfect. Love that. So good. Ready for rapid fire? I don't know. Am I? <laughs> okay, we'll start with an easy one. Nope. Call, text, or email? Call. Yeah, you got it. Like, call uh, Call first, then text, then email. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm incessant like that. <laughs> you can't get rid of me. <laughs> Morning person or night owl? Oh, I'm like 11 to 2. <laughs> I'm like Somewhere in between. Yeah, I'm like, what do you call that? Like an awkward afternoon pigeon or something like that. <laughs> My day is not complete without lemon water. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I really like one of the things that I feel the best when I do on a regular basis is if I drink like some warm lemon water in the morning, mm-hmm. which sounds like the bougiest thing to say. I'm like, oh my God, who am I like Gwyneth Paltrow over here? But uh, it really does. It sets my digestion. So yeah, it's good. Something I'm excited about this year. Uh, coming up our growth gosh we have so many cool things happening and uh you're gonna start seeing simple jane in like some really high-end spas luxury experiences so i'm really excited to see that awesome and last one i am inspired by well, Angela, my mom, of course, <laughs> seriously though, she is, she's such a cool lady and she is a, my best friend, be my mom, see my business partner, you know, and she, um, but every day, I think the thing that inspires me most about her is she is authentically herself. She does not try to be anyone else. You know, she lives her like crazy, awkward, bizarro truth every <laughs> single day. And I really admire that about her. So amazing love that and I'm sure she'll love to hear that yeah totally (laughs) blow up her ego a little bit (laughs) awesome okay so where can we find Simple Jane how do we keep in touch with all this yeah so you can find all of our Simple Jane products online at simplejane.co and then you can find us on Instagram as well we are behind the Instagram account so if you ever have any questions about any whether it's CBD in general any of the products like please send us a DM we are on the other end it's at simplejaneco and it's Mm -hmm. Angela and Chelsea behind there so you feel free to send us a note and uh yeah you can shop our products online or check out our stockist page Uh, we have our stockists across arizona in park city and utah and uh, expanding out into california in the next couple months awesome super exciting thank Thank you you so much chelsea yes awesome thanks working girls 
Thank you so much for listening to my conversation with Chelsea. So much gold, right? Before you go, my Friday favorite this week, as you probably could guess if you follow me on social media, to all the boys I loved before, the amazing Netflix movie. The sequel came out this week, just in time for Valentine's Day. I have not watched yet, but I already know it's going to be a Friday favorite. So I'm team Peter, Peter Kavinsky. <laughs> I rewatched the first one this week just to get prepared. So I'm super excited to watch the second one this weekend. And I'm officially my Friday favorite this week. So if you watch, let me know what you think. And before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast in whatever platform you're listening in. And even better, leave a five-star review if anything resonated with you today. Working Girl Talk releases a new episode every Friday. I'll talk to you next week.